Tonight there is a full moon. It rises high and pale over the cornfield and settles its eerie silver light over everything in view. In the distance, you see a farmhouse and an old red barn. There is a slight rustling in the cornstalks, so faint that you convince yourself you just imagined it. No matter how fast you walk, which feels like nearly a sprint by now, it seems like the barn roof is not changing its distance from you. You stop walking, just for a few seconds, to see if those are your footsteps you hear, or someone else's. You are not alone. Your heart skips a beat and your brain stalls. You can't seem to make your feet move. Over the heartbeat in your ears, you hear a light rolling. As you slowly lower your eyes to the ground, a child's ball stops by your foot. Frozen in place, your eyes dart to look towards the direction the ball came from. You squint, hoping that you will see who or what is out there, but part of you hopes you see nothing at all. Suddenly, the sound of laughter fills your ears, coming from all directions. The laughter comes to a startling halt as you feel a gentle tug on your shirt, a feeling you recognize well after years of babysitting. You don't want to look, however you clasp your hands into fists and clench your jaw. You take a deep breath as a small bead of sweat falls onto your brow. Everything is fine, you murmur to yourself, breaking the deafening silence with your words. You quickly glance down, and instant regret washes over your body, which has now gone cold in fear. Small, dark eyes look up at you from a pale face. A tiny hand brushes hair away from its rounded cheek. The eyes blink slowly, the nictitating membranes sweeping across. Tiny feet shuffle under the hem of a gingham dress, and you hear a timid voice. Give it back. The pale face speaks in a clear yet chilling voice. Before you can inhale enough air to grasp any sense of reality, the pale face speaks again. Give it back. Only this time. The voice that was once timid now causes every hair on your neck to stand on end. Its visage suddenly distorts into a menacing grimace. A large, threatening, dark abyss replaces the mouth. The eyes are deep, black orbs of nothingness. It smiles, a different smile. Not a smile of summer play and contentment. A smile that makes your bones shudder with a sudden chill. A smile of haunting and beckoning. The desire to shut your eyes and sleep forever is growing stronger, but you are momentarily distracted from something moving at your feet. With only your eyes, you look down to see the ball and remember she had asked for it back. Using what little energy you have left, you gently kick the ball back toward the child. But nothing happens. Give it back, they yell again, but you realize they're not talking to you. You turn on your heels to see not one, but hundreds of pale children. It's not the ball they're after, though. It's you. You exhale an audible, shaky breath, and the smallest child, who is standing in the front, makes eye contact and whispers, Run. You tear off into the night, never once looking behind you. Kid ghosts are the worst. I'm Holly. I'm Leslie. And we would be dead.
Hey. <laughs> Man, kid ghosts are the worst. They are, which was the perfect way to end that. Guys, that was your creation, basically. Yes. Um, so that monologue was, if you're not in our Facebook group, was created by uh, a pass a story game. So what I did was my prompt was the first few lines of that story. And then our fiends in the Facebook group just kept that ball rolling. And then Leslie and I finished it. Yeah. So that was really fun. That was written by us together. We made something. That was amazing. Yes. So I'm so happy to be able to put it out for everybody to hear. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to hear what John does with it too. For sure. So yeah. Con- like, thank you guys. And <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, don't, I don't have as much written down tonight as usual. So I'm like flying without a net. By the seat of our pants. By the seat of our pants. <laughs> yes. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Holly. Hey, Beans. So tonight's, um, well, it's not night for them. Or maybe it is. Who knows? This episode. This episode. Is a little different than what we usually do. I know we've given everyone 30-minute horror movies before, but we've talked about um, reviewing and and summarizing Twilight so many times Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we figured that we would give you guys all the chance to have a little preview into patronhood. Yeah. And uh, do a 30-minute Twilight for all of you. Wonderful. I know. So (laughs) what happens is we have 30 minutes, the timer goes off every five minutes, and we summarize the whole movie. It's a crazy game. It's like, that's the hot potato. Yeah. We get very panicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yell a lot, and, um, and and we all have a good time. Yeah, we do pretty well getting through the 30 minutes. This one's a little nerve-wracking because it's a little longer movie. There's so and much, there's so too. much, too. But it's also very easy to condense, so we'll, like, see where we go. But there's so much you want to say. You're going to have to keep me on track because you know this movie so well. I was a total Twilight virgin. I had never seen it before. I'd rather not say how many times I've seen it just this week. <laughs> You're a Twilight, not virgin. No. Like kind For of the a, first time, I'm not the prudest one in the room. <laughs> Are you like a little bit of a Twilight slut maybe? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Proud Twilight slut coming at you. Is that a, is that coming a t-shirt? Coming in hot. <laughs> Proud <Yes>. Twilight <laughs> Perfect. That's a crop top yeah. waiting to happen. 100 people want it already. <laughs> So, Holly, now that you've watched the movie for the first time, oh no, where do you currently stand? Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? I am Team Edward. Is there another team? There's going to be a Team Jacob next episode. I'm not going to be on it. I don't know. I'm, I never was. But there are people. There's a world where you think I'm not going to be like, yeah, the sexy vampire forever. Yeah, that was never my world either. <laughs> see, so, See? And uh, speaking of worlds... If you guys really want to rock ours, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and or a friendly review. That is a segue I came up with at that very second. Amazing. (laughs) I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I made it. You did it. Reviews and ratings are really what move our podcast forward. Mm -hmm. They're the only way to get noticed, the only way to broaden our listener base, and um, the way to get more cool things to you. So do that. And if you want even more, we would be dead in your life. And you like this 30-minute horror movie, you should head on over to Patreon, where for just a few dollars a month, you can support We Would Be Dead. And when you do that, you get fun benefits like access to our additional patrons-only podcast, 30-minute horror movies, extra monthly mini-sodes, discounts in our merch store, an on-air toast dedicated just to you, and more. And if all of that is a little too much for you, you can simply share anything on our social media to your social media 
Um, let us know when you're listening. Post your favorite episode. Tell your friend. Tell your neighbor. Tell the person at the ticket kiosk at your movie theater when you go to see a re-release of Twilight. <laughs> Good old Marty. There you go. <laughs> you had a name ready. I did. <laughs> Marty would totally like us. Yeah. He sells tickets to Twilight 10 years after it's done. For sure. He's very excited about it. So he's Actually, he's, he's a little bit miserable about it. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. He's like a little put out, but yeah. like he still likes it. Yeah. That's just how he is. It's For fine. Sure. That's just Marty. It's just Marty. He's fun that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then your friends and Marty can become fiends, and we can all hang out together. Wonderful. Hooray. Uh, we I can think. join our own clan together. That's, that's, that's a Twilight reference, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think think that's all the announcements. All right. Um, buy our new merch. Go get your Camp We Would Be Dead shirts. They're super cute. I've already started getting some pictures of you guys. Yeah, if you have one, like, run out in the woods and take a picture of yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Look like you're camping. Mm-hmm. We'll put it on our Instagram story. Yeah. I will I will write a small storyline about whatever ridiculous stuff you're doing at Camp We Would Be Dead. That's awesome. There you go. You heard it here first. I'm going to regret saying that, but I'm still going to do it. It's going <laughs> to be fine. We did, to be fair, drink, like, a lot of wine and watch Twilight. So. Yeah. So there's that. I'm going to make promises. Good times. <sighs> You're just stalling. Holly, you still have to ask me if I have anything. Leslie, <gasps> do you have anything to add this week before we begin? I actually do. <gasps> what is it? I just remembered this story. Okay. Yay! I had a weird thing oh happen God. to me this week. Guys, holy shit, it's happening. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So about a week ago, like uh, la- last week sometime. Okay. I started to get this urge of wanting to join a workout class. Okay. And I've been looking into some of the boxing classes, but I was like, you know, I really miss taking this spin class that I used to take. My butt was like, great during nice. the spin class. So I was like, okay, is there a gym around us that has a really good spin class? I've always had is. a really, there really isn't. Did you I've, take it at North Beach before? Yes. Okay. So this is where this goes because I... When I was in college, I had a wonderful spin instructor. It was really fun, really high energy, kind of like the Rev Cycle or like the, this, what, I don't know, those culty spin classes. But it was just so fun. Soul Cycle, Soul cycle. or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I heard that on, on freaking Broad City or something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She taught Soul Cycle, I think, sometimes. Perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I love those classes and they really get me going. Oh, nice. Anyway, so I was trying to find something down here. And... Years ago, I had taken the spin class at our local gym and hated a couple of them. But then I found this one with this woman, Jerry, and she was amazing. I think you've told me about her before. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was so fun. She had the best workout mixes, a lot of Britney. It was great. And nice. Yeah, it was just super am. So my I had two of my other friends in there, Harry and Justin, and we just like we worked our asses off literally. Well, then uh, that lasted for uh, probably a couple months. And then Jerry gave us the terrible news that she was leaving North Beach. And she was like retiring, I guess. I don't know where she went, but I was devastated. I tried another spin class. Didn't like Jerry. It It just wasn't. It was the only class where, because spin's really hard. It was the only one where I didn't feel it until after I was done. Like I wasn't, I was just amped the whole time. Nice. Yeah. So... It, it has now been years. I've never been able to take a spin class after that. Oh, man. Yeah. So, again. Wait. Oh, is Jerry a ghost? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. So, okay. 
over a week ago, I started to look up classes again, trying to see if we had like a soul cycle-esque type of place somewhere in driving distance. Yes. And I kept looking and I just kept thinking about Jerry and I kept thinking about Harry and Justin in the class and I haven't talked to Harry in a while. And then finally I got, it was the other day, I got the overwhelming urge to text Harry and just be like, I miss Jerry. I wrote it. You can see it on my on his Facebook wall, Holly. I I'm don't know if you're Harry. Yeah, yeah, no, I know him. So you can see on his wall, I got the overwhelming urge. I have not talked to this man in in like two three years to say I miss spin class with Jerry. That's okay. all I said. I didn't private message him. I had to put it on his wall. I needed people to see this. He sends me a private message back and says that that day. So I think it was Monday or something. That day, he went to his workout class at that same gym. And one of his, uh, one of the girls in the class came up to him and said, like, I've been meeting to tell you something. And she said, Jerry passed away (gasps) the other, a couple days ago. She has So he was like, oh, my God, are you serious? So, okay. So she passed away on Monday. Okay. And it has now been, I think it was Thursday when I talked to him. And that was when I felt like I had to tell him this. Yes. Oh, my God. And that was the same day that he found out that she died. Oh, no. And, oh, the funeral was on Monday, which means that the around the time when I was looking up spin classes and thinking about her was probably around the time that she died. Get out. How weird. I keep getting chills every time I tell the story. It's such a weird story. It's so coincidental. It's so wild. And, like, just the overwhelming urge to finally tell him that, like— And I've thought about her randomly. Terry just, like, touched her soul in that moment. Yeah. Holy shit. Man, do I miss that spin class, though. (laughs) So, yeah, so— just putting that out there, if Jerry's around, like, you were amazing. Good and job, like, Jerry. <laughs> glad I thought about you, but weird that I did. So <laughs> weird. I told you when you had something to add, it was, <laughs> yeah. was going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no, it's not. Yeah. And then it was. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that's all I got this week. <laughs> that's, a, that's more than you've had any other week. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's the top amount of things that you've ever had. Guys, this is a real weird week for us. <laughs> okay, well then, what we're going to do now is um, we have, we'll set a timer. And every time we have to pass the story from one person to the next, you will hear. Which is every five minutes. So you'll hear that sound, and that's that indicates that we have to switch from one person to the next. And hopefully we can do this within the span of... 30 minutes. And I didn't realize our past the story, I, I put that as the monologue just because I wanted to get it out into the world. But it is exactly kind of like same. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We did it. We did it, guys. <laughs> we did it together, did. fiends. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay, so I'm going to set my timer. Who's going first? Oh, you, should, you should probably go first. Okay. You I'm got first. real excited when, like, Summit Pictures oh, came up. Oh, boy, did I? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you need to set the mood. All right. But I'll use my timer. So All right. I'm going to set my timer for five minutes, and I'm gonna when I tell Leslie to go, we're off and rolling. Oh, gosh. I'm so nervous. I know. We get real, real nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's watching us. They're I like, know. you didn't do it in 30 minutes. Like a vampire is watching us. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad about that. Me either. The only takeaway I have from that movie that is positive because 
we all knew I wasn't going to love it is that like, yeah, we, we would have all been totally okay with that vampire. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's fine. All right. Ready? Ready. Set. Go. Okay. So, Twilight. We're opening on the Summit Entertainment sign. <laughs> and it's totally setting the mood because it's totally the color of the movie. You were really and excited. And there's woods and stuff. And I get very excited about mm-hmm. it. Anyway. So, Bella is talking. She's like our main girl. This is Kristen Stewart. She is having like a voiceover and she's talking about um, how she never has given much thought of how to die. Because like who has at that age? We don't know. She fell in love in a hopeless place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we cut to uh, that there's a deer being hunted by something on the screen. And and then it is taken. By that something. Yeah. Probably like a person. We know it's a vampire that is like eating this deer. I never thought about dying in the place of someone you love. Oh, yeah. That comes back later. Mm -hmm. So now, um, so we just see this deer die on screen, right? Terrible. All right. So now we're back with Bella. She's leaving Phoenix where she lives with her mom and her new husband. She's going to move in with her dad. Her mom's new husband. Case Stu's not married. What? Her mom's new husband. Yeah. Okay. Is that what I said? And Keep going. Okay. It's just how I write things. (laughs) Her mom and her new husband. Oh. <laughs> with her mom's new, her mom and her mom's new husband, and she's going to move in with her dad, who lives in Forks, Washington, which has a population of three thousand one hundred and twenty people. Super specific, yeah. So they get to Phoenix, or they get to Forks. Sorry, and Charlie is her dad, and he's the chief of police. And they clearly don't like really know each other that much. They're driving in the car that you could tell like they haven't seen each other for a while. Awkward. Yeah, and she's only really spent like two weeks every summer. Um, but it had been like a couple years since she had done that. Um, she goes into a room. It looks exactly the same as it had when she was a child. And her dad's just like, I got like the saleswoman to like find all your your stuff for your bed. Here's and, a purple comforter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just tell it's like a little awkward. Charlie's very quiet. Bella's very quiet. They're quiet people. <laughs> 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 then friends of Charlie come over um, and they have this old like orange truck. It looks like the Hallmark truck. It right? is the red Hallmark truck. Yeah. Um, and it's Billy Black and Jacob Black. Jacob, which we know later, is our werewolf friend, right? Mm-hmm. So they used to make mud pies together, Jacob and Bella. Precious. Um, and it had been, like, years since they've seen each other. Jacob's kind of grown up a little bit. But All he has right. this, like, long, dark, mysterious hair. Beautiful hair. Um, the car was brought over. It was fixed up by Jacob, who can, like, rebuild engines. And he's really good with that stuff. Amazing. And um, and the car is for Bella. And she gets, like, way too excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Too excited. Oh, a little too excited. And then she asks uh, Jacob if he needs a ride to school. And he's like, I go to school on the reservation because he is an Indian. And, um, and yeah, so he doesn't go to school at the regular high school. And so she's like, bummer. So now they're at school and people make fun of the truck a little bit. But they're actually like trying to flirt with her, I think, is what I was supposed so to be happening. Yeah. But that's not what happened. This um, new guy comes up to her and his name is Eric. And he is the he works for the paper and he does like gossip columnists and for the school newspaper. Yeah. Everyone thinks she's a celebrity. It makes me very mad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he wants to do a feature on Bella, and Bella is like, no, 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 you can't, you can't. <laughs> I'm just oh a God. new kid. Don't. Yeah, Stop I just it. can't. It's fine. Um, so then he's like, okay, cool, dude. Like we don't have to. So now they're at the gym. Now they're at gym, right? And Bella is terribly klutzy. She's not great at anything. So clumsy. Yeah. And she hits a, they're playing volleyball. It's girls playing on one side, guys on the other. And she hits a ball and it hits this guy, Mike, in the head. And then she runs over to him. She's like, I'm so sorry. I told him not to let me play. <laughs> I can't play anything. Yeah. 
And so Mike's just like, fuck you. Oh, wait, you're really hot. So like, hey, Bella. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, everybody knows who she is at the school. Aren't you <gasps> yeah. Bella? And then so while he's flirting with her, this girl Jessica runs over, who's played by Annie Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. And she's all just like, Mike's mine. But is really just like, hi, Bella. Like, this is so funny. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you're really cute. Look yeah. at you guys flirting. But like, back the fuck off also. Yeah. So um, they make some small talk and basically that's it. And then, <laughs> then they're at lunch, and Bella sits with Mike, Jessica, Eric, and then this other girl, Angela, pops in. Angela takes a lot of photos, and she works with on the school paper, too. And she was really bummed that they weren't going to do a feature on her. She so has they, little glasses, right? She has cute okay. little glasses. Um, and 30 seconds. Yep. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then while they're sitting there, like, so they all seem to be getting along, but while they're sitting there, they see the Cullens walking in, and they it's all in slow motion, and Bella's just like, who are those people? <laughs> and that's when Jessica gets into a whole monologue about, like, who each one of them yep. is. Um, and how far are we? Where are we? Uh, are you, nine, are you about eight. to take over? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so they go through all of them, and there's Rosalie and Emmett, and who are— well, I feel nauseous. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Oh, you go. <laughs> okay. So she launches into this monologue because he, these two, like, black-eyed children walk by the window, and she's like, those are foster kids, but they all look like they're dating each other, which is super weird, even though they're adopted and not have don't have the same parentage, which is weird. That is gross. Mm-hmm. So then um, it's, it's Rosalie and then that girl Alice and perpetually startled Jasper. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, and that one's Edward, who is clearly the hottest person anyone's ever seen and yeah. an adult. <laughs> and Bella's like, oh, fuck, all right. Who's that one? So then we, yeah, so then we, we go to uh, a different classroom. It's the biology classroom, which no, is full. No, sorry, before that, yes, though. Yes, go. Okay, so Edward is, like, listening to, because Edward can hear thoughts. So he is listening to Jessica talk to Bella about, like, who he is, and he's, yeah. like, smiling. But then Edward realizes, and he gets a super, like, frustrated look on his face. He looks like he's going to vomit everywhere for yeah, a second. Yeah, he just, like, looks real angry, and he's just staring at Bella, and Bella's, like, totally looking at him. And and it's because we know that he can't hear her thoughts. Well, I didn't know that, but I know it now. Um, so then they walk into the biology classroom, which is filled with, I want to say, like, $50,000 worth of antique taxidermy, which was very distracting for me because you can't have songbirds anymore, and there's, like, a million of them in that room. Anyway, um, then Bella walks in, and she walks in front of a fan, like a large mm-hmm. fan, and it just Beyonce's her hair, and she <laughs> looks like, hey, new girl, I'm the hottest person in the world. Then they pan over, and there's Edward sitting in front of a taxidermied owl, and he looks like he's going to throw up all over her. And she's like, fuck, the hottest guy here does not like me. Now I'm really upset, and I look like I'm going to vomit everywhere. And, of course, her seat is right next to him. And then they both have, like, specimens or something that they have to look at under a microscope, and he just pushes hers over to her, and he's like, huh. <laughs> which is terrible. Uh, and she's sad. She's like, oh, fuck. Then he... um Afterwards, we see Edward storm out, and he tries to transfer out of that biology class. He's like, I can't take biology. That person's awful. And they're like, that's unrealistic. You're in high school. So then we cut to Bella going to dinner at the diner with her father. They're super awkward. It looks like it's the first time she's ever used a ketchup bottle in her life. <laughs> and then she's on the phone with her mom in her little like little kid bedroom who called her on a, a payphone yep. for no reason. Anyway, her car's broken. They're at the mechanics, and she tells and her, her mom, died. like— Right, and her phone died. So they're at the mechanics, and she tells her mom, like, everyone in Forks is welcoming. And her mom's like, super. Then days pass, and Edward hasn't been in school. And Bella's, like, unrealistically upset about this because they have no relationship at all, so it doesn't make any sense. So then um, we jump to another scene where it's a man who is working at, like, some sort of 
plant, some sort of like construction type thing. And he's like running through it, being chased by someone. And that's whoever someone or something kills him. Then we cut back to Bella. She's outside of her house going to school. And whoops, she slipped on one drop of ice because she's so clumsy. (laughs) And one might say people need to save her a lot. Then we go back to uh, her biology classroom. The newspaper kid uh, from the beginning walks in next to her and he's like, hey, so you're hot. I might want to ask you out, except for she's distracted because Edward's back. Ooh, ooh. And he looks nauseous again. And then she sits down next to him and he's like, okay, well, today I'm going to be nice. And he introduces himself. He's like, we got off on the wrong foot. I looked like I was going to throw up all over you. My name is Edward Cullen. And she's like, okay, (laughs) my name is Bella. And then they have like a brief exchange of words. And then she looks at him dead serious and goes, you were gone. Like they ever had any previous relationship that she could be upset, but she is anyway. And he's like, I know. And they have a very intense moment. So then they're looking under a microscope at onion skin, I suppose. And whoever wins, sees the most onion skin, wins a golden onion. Good job, guys. It's adorable. Yeah, their they're, they're bio teacher, who looks like Tony Shalhoub, but isn't, is telling them all about it. Then they talk about the rain. They look outside. He's like, you don't like the rain. She's like, I don't because it's cold. I don't like cold, wet things. And he's like, <laughs> I'm cold too, or whatever, in his head. Um... So then he starts asking, like, a million questions about her. He's like, so, like, you don't live with your mom anymore? What's that deal? What's her divorce like? Like, really invasive questions mm-hmm. you would never ask on first meeting someone, but they do anyway. And she's into it. She's like, but she's also making kind of, like, orgasm faces for no reason. Yeah. She's making, like, the craziest faces I've ever seen. Then they win the golden onion. Huzzah! <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, then she talks. They, like, walk out into the hallway. They're stopped by a locker, and she's talking about his eyes. She's like, did you put contacts in? Because they were black before, and now they're amber-colored. And then before, they were almost amber-colored, and you're so dreamy. And he's like, I just—and then, huh, and then runs away for no reason. This is also where we learned that her stepdad is a minor league baseball player, and that's why his mom was traveling, and she— he might be like moving somewhere. Where right. The they just talked is. about going on tour and I was like, do they have a family band? Is yeah. this a Partridge family situation? <laughs> but it's not. So then Bella goes out into the parking lot and a car, like there's a guy that she's buddies with in school and he's like, I'm just being tooling around in my car and the car spins out of control and almost hits her and she's just standing on her own. She's not in a car. And Edward like darts out of nowhere, stands in front of her, stops the car with his bare hands and like saves her life. And he's just like, yeah, cool. I saved your life. Yeah, and she's bye. like, Oh, shit. And then we cut to the hospital. She's in the hospital, and she's very confused. She's confused all the fucking time. Like, she never stops being confused. And the doctor comes in. He's a very blonde, very pale Peter Facinelli, who we find out is Dr. Cullen, which is Edward's foster father, and he looks like he could be his brother. (laughs) That's beside the point. He looks at her, and he's like, you're fine, but you might have some PTSD. No worries. And she's like, okay. Um... And then we cut to her dad, who is, like, super unhappy about this situation. He's grilling her. He's super mad at the guy who almost crashed into her and killed her. And the guy was like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to drive or walk or live. And he's like, shut the fuck up, dude. And he closes the curtain. Then Edward is at the hospital, and he's talking with Dr. Peter Facinelli. And it's shady, and we don't know what's going on. And then Bella's like, I have questions. Why, why did you get to me so fast? And he's like, you hit your head, dummy. You don't know what's going on. And she's like, are you maybe like a superhero? And he's like, no, head injury, dummy. No one's going to believe you when you say this. And she's like, but I'm going to say it. And he goes, I hope you enjoy disappointment. Mm -hmm. and then we cut to her house and she's like sleeping very sexily and she opens her eyes and there's Edward standing in her room and she's like I'm gonna have six orgasms but not really okay so now we're back at school and Mike Mike asks Bella to the prom but Edward is nearby so Bella's like super distracted she's just like staring at him of course and then Mike has to ask her again like do you wanna like go to the prom with me and Mm -hmm. she was just like no Go ask Jessica. Get out of here. Ask Anna Kendrick. And so Edward, who is far away, can hear this conversation and is like laughing and like, smirky, smirky. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, and uh, so then, oh, she she says that she isn't going to the prom anyway because she's going to Jacksonville 
and to see her mom and yeah. stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they are they're going on a field trip. And her and Edward are now talking. They went to, like, some recycle place. They went to see composting and plants. Yeah. And he asked her, like, right away, just like, um, like, where? why aren't you going to the prom? Like, why are you going to Jacksonville? Not that I overheard your whole conversation. Yeah. And um, so then that's when she tells her, like, oh, uh, just, you know, going to see my mom, whatever. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. My notes are all out of order. You're okay. They're going. And then they're there. Oh, and he's just, like, super— she, he's grilling her again. He's being really weird. They're kind of like flirting and having a good conversation, but it's just, and then he like She's tells pushing her, him. She's like, tell me more about why you stopped that car. How did you do it? Oh, that's right. Oh my God. I'm sorry. And then this she trips is- and he's like, watch yourself, you fucking klutz or whatever. Yeah. He's not very nice about it. And then he gets real weird and is like, we shouldn't be friends. Yeah. And then she's just like, you're an asshole. Hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm so lost in my notes. Keep going. Okay. And I'm gonna refine so myself. Then she's like, Well, why did you why did you why didn't you let the van crash into me? Well, of course not. He's not gonna let her die. So then we go back to her and her dad at home, and he's like, Your mom is super worried about you. Um, your mom's not very but your mom seems happy in her new marriage. And Bella's like, I'm very weird. And then she walks away. Um, and then we go back to school. Um, and Edward and his siblings are at lunch having, like, a really animated, angry, dramatic time. He, like, throws a fork or some shit, and they're all mad. And then we pan over to Bella, who is sitting with um, Mike, newspaper guy, the two girls she's friends with. And they're like, hey, La Push Beach, you gonna go to La Push? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And they're like, it's at the Quillyute Reservation. It's a beach. We're gonna go there. You should go, too. And she's like, hmm, maybe. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll be a normal teen. And then for some reason, she's arranging a bowl of vegetables. She's like, here's oh, my yeah. lunch. Okay. So okay. now— um, um, yeah, so Edward pops up and is just like, wow. And then that's when this apple falls on the floor, but he Amazing. catches it with his foot and, like, pops it it's up. It's really And hot. it's, like, super cool. <laughs> and um, so Edward had been, like, clearly frustrated at his lunch table, like, looking at her. Mm-hmm. And so he finally walks over and talks to her about everything. And she's just like, she's like, I don't know why we can't just be friends. And and then I don't know how this whole conversation came up, but mm-hmm. basically, like, She's just like, I, I can't figure you out. I have some theories. And he's like, what are your theories? And she's like, I think you're a Spider-Man. And <laughs> she does basically say that. Yeah. And then he's just like, maybe I'm not the hero. Maybe I'm the villain. And then she's just like, well, maybe we should just like hang out and try to be friends and like get to know each other that way. And he was like, okay, like that sounds cute. And then he's like, "We're," uh, she says, we're going to go to La Push. And he said, oh, I can't go there. Like, no, I there's too many people. So that was like yep. a weird conversation. So that's how that ends. Now they're at the beach. Jacob and his friends show up as well. And the girls tell, the girls are like talking to Bella and they tell the boys like Jacob and the other, like his other reservation friends that like, oh, Edward didn't show up. So you keep her company. Like his date wasn't here. And, and then like, all the guys, ooh. yeah, they're like, oh, ooh. but all the boys are just like, Edward's a freak. <laughs> and then Jacob's, and Jacob looks like really like distraught about the fact that she like was going to have a date. Mm-hmm. And then his friends are just like, yeah, the Collins don't come here. So super cryptic. Yeah, super cryptic. So now Jacob goes into a whole detailed uh, her. Sorry, Jacob she and Bella go on. Yeah, Jacob and Bella go down to the beach and they're walking. And she asks him about like what is what did they mean by the Collins don't come here? And he's like, Oh, you heard that? And she's <laughs> like, Yeah, that was you know obvious. Yeah, that and big was, cryptic like, statement you meant. Yeah. And then he's like, Well, it's kind of a scary story. <laughs> <laughs> he does get that way. He for gets a really weird. And he tells them about how his tribe is descended from wolves. And that the Collins or uh, people like the Collins had come onto the on their land and were hunting, and they were like a a um, enemy like, tribe. They're another tribe. Yeah, they're an enemy tribe, 
And they ended up meeting and creating a treaty saying, like, you guys can live here, but we have our land and you have your land and we can't cross over. And if anybody were to cross over or to do anything, like, harmful Mm -hmm. to the land, then the treaty would be broken. And then the they would tell all the pale faces, which are, like— are the humans, the, the white regular, folks, the white folks, about who the Collins really are. We know that they're vampires. At this point in time, Jacob isn't really sure that he is actually part of a, a werewolf. Yeah, clan. but apparently the agreement is like they know they're vampires, and they're like, we won't tell the rest of the world if you follow these simple rules. Yeah. Um. So now Charlie's pl- friend, who uh, Bella had met a while ago. Oh, okay. Go on. Okay. So then the the a random guy that we met in the diner earlier, his name is Whalen, is out working on his boat. And suddenly a like three super hot young people approach him. Uh, sort of like Victorian gothic-y dress. They're, they don't look like they would fit in in normal Forks society. And um, they're like kind of talking to the guy and fucking with him. And it's clear that they're vampires and they're going to get him. And one of them goes, don't play with your food. And then they kill Waylon. So then we go back to Bella and she is madly typing on her computer, uh, researching the Quileute, I think that's how you pronounce it, tribe. And she then like, sees that there's a bookshop that is full of their like folklore and stuff. And she writes down the name of the bookshop and she wants to go there to like research this story that Jacob has told her on the beach. Then we go back to school, and it's like a beautiful sunny day, and she's sitting outside with Anna Kendrick. I'm never going to call her her other name. Um, And Anna Kendrick is like, it's a beautiful day. The Cullens never come to school on beautiful days because their parents take them hiking and camping, but my parents don't because that doesn't work with normal parents. Um, And then the third girl in the glasses is like, Angela, she's like, I'm going to go to the prom with the guy from the newspaper. And we're like, great, nobody gives a shit. Uh, and they're like, well, we have to go prom dress shopping now. What about you, Bella? You're not going to go to the prom, but like, you should go shopping with us because we value your opinion greatly based on your clothes that are terrible. And she's like, okay, cool, because I want to go to a bookshop anyway in the town that you're talking about. So then they all go into town. Um, and then... They're dress shopping, and the girls are like, look at me in this shitty dress. Look at me in this shitty dress. And Bella is totally ignoring all of them sitting on a windowsill. And she's like, I don't like shitty dresses. I just want to go to a bookstore. And they're like, okay, go off all by yourself to this bookstore. We'll meet up with you at a restaurant later to have dinner. And they all agree to do that. So Bella goes to this bookstore, which looks like an indigenous person occult bookstore full of dream catchers and, like, whimsy. But she's like, I bought a book. And they're like, yeah, this book is intense. She was there for two seconds. Yes, and there's, like, wind chime sounds. And then she walks out into a very long alley that looks like we're in Jack the Ripper times for no reason. There's no reason. And then there are thugs chasing her that are like, hey, sweet cheeks, we're going to gang rape you. There's, like, six of them. And she's like, oh, no, I'm going to be gang raped, and I'm so clumsy. So then Edward pulls up in his car and does some really crazy stunt driver bullshit out of nowhere, runs out of it, and is like, get in the car. And she's like, what? He's like, get in the fucking car. And then he looks at the guys and just makes eye co- like hard eye contact with them. Yeah. And they're like, run away. Yeah. And then he gets in the car and he, um, he heads to drive off doing some more awesome stunt gri- driving stuff. And she's like, hey, so how'd you save me? He's like, shut the fuck up. Then they roll up and the girls are there and um, to the restaurant. And the girls are like, where were you? I mean, like, we ate anyway without you and didn't we call the cops. So or, but we were very worried. And they look at Edward Cullen. They're like, you're so hot. I can't talk. And he's like, I think Bella has to eat dinner. So I have to take her to dinner. And the girls are like, we failed to do that. So you should definitely do it. Also, we're very awkward. Goodbye. And then they leave. And then he takes her inside the diner or wherever. It is. It's like a nice restaurant to have dinner. And they sit down. And he's not eating anything. But she gets some mushroom ravioli. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you really not going to eat? And he's like, no, I don't. Meanwhile, one of Edward, uh, 
Robert Pattinson's songs is playing in the background. That's right. Apparently he writes songs. Leslie's going to tell you this at the wrap-up. <laughs> um, and she's like, why aren't you eating? He's like, I have a <clears throat> special diet. And then Bella's like, I fucking want answers. What's the deal? Why did you save me from a car? And did you follow me? And he, Edward's like, I feel very protective of you. So, like, he did follow her there. Yeah. Like a sure. creep. Um, then he says, um, he's like, I know all those guys are going to try, wanted to try to rape you. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, I could hear what they said. And she's like, what do you mean? I can, you can read minds? He's like, yeah, I can read minds. And he looks at all the people around him. He's like, money, sex, money, sex, cat. And then this cute guy's like, I am thinking about a cat. <laughs> um, and then he's like, but I can't read your mind. And she goes, is there something wrong with me? Which shut the fuck up. A vampire just told you he can read minds. And you're like, am I broken? That's why I can't handle mm-hmm. this movie. Anyway, she's the worst. But then he's like, I don't have the strength to stay away from you anymore. And she's like, good, because I don't want a hot vampire to stay away from me ever. So he drives her home. Um, and then they they go by the police station, but there's like cops buzzing all over the police station. And Edward says he sees his father's car is there too. And um, Bella's dad comes out and he's like, the Waylon, the boat guy is dead. He died because of an animal attack. So then Bella, like, oh no, it's, it's Edward's father that says that. Bella's dad is inside. Then she goes inside and she like awkwardly stands behind his dad at his cubicle and like puts her hand on his shoulder, but is like a little too close to him. They have like a weird sympathetic moment. And he's like, take this pepper spray because you could die from an animal. And then they go outside and she sees the dead body being wheeled by on a gurney and she sees it's pale ass feet and she's like wait a minute dead bodies are pale also Edward is pale and they're cold also Edward is cold he's a dead body she makes a connection way too fast to him and all the Collins and then she like runs home and looks at the book reads one sentence and she's like I need to turn to Google and she the sentence is like look after the cold one and the cold one is this mythic monster that um, she finds like scary demon pictures of that they're like it has super strength super speed they drink blood they're really strong they're really cold they're undead and she's like fuck I'm an amazing detective genius and now she goes into the misty woods yeah okay so she figures out that he's a vampire and then she sees him at school the next day and she just like walks by him and he realizes she knows so they walk into the woods and she tells him like all the facts that she just found that Holly just said and he she asked him like how old are you and he says 17 and she's like how long have you been 17 he's like a while and then this is she the says, most famous conversation ever i know what you are and he's just like tell say it say it out loud <laughs> and then she's just like vampire it's so dramatic and then he asks if she's afraid and she finally turns around to look at him because at this point she's like facing the Such other way contact and she turns to him and she's like no and he tells her uh and then he tells her to ask him what sh- what he eats like what does a vampire eat and then she's like, "You won't hurt me." And then you don't know that he drags her to the top of the mountain. Well, they he like throws run. her on yeah, his back, back and like monkey climbs yeah, up first the mountain. He drags and then he like throws her on, her, on his back and runs up to the top of the mountain. And he's like, "You have to see what I look like in the daylight. <laughs> I'm a monster." <laughs> And then <laughs> this is crazy. And then he sh- shows her what he looks like in the sun, which is just sparkles, glittery, and she's just like, "It looks like diamonds. You're beautiful. And you're so beautiful." And it clearly doesn't scare her because he's just a sparkling beauty monster. Yeah. And he's just like, "I'm a monster. I'm designed to kill, and everything that like everything about me is supposed to like invite you in and and be you know like seductive. I smell good. I'm hot. I'm yeah. gonna get you. And you're like, yes, yes, you are. That's Robert fine. Get Pattinson. me. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but she uh, she just wants him two months, and he wants her. So like that's just what's gonna happen. Then he tells her like how that they they only eat animals and. Um, and he wants to know what she's thinking, which that scares her. And then they have this like really stupid line that's in the book. And it's just he like looks at her de- deep in the eyes and he's like, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. <laughs> she says, what a stupid lamb. And he says, what a sick, masochistic lion. 
Blah, 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 vomit. Yeah. It's wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. so now they're laying in a field, and they're just <laughs> looking at each other. <laughs> and he's, the like, grass. glistening. He's so um, shiny. So now the next day, that goes on for a while. So now it's the next day, so long. <laughs> Bella says that she's in love with Edward. Yep. <laughs> in her monologue. Yep. <laughs> then Edward picks her up from school in the next day, uh, on the next day. Now everyone knows that they're dating, and his siblings seem really upset about this. And then Edwards explains his origin to Bella. So we jump to, like, I guess them after school. They're, like, again. at a lake talking. Yeah. And he says that he was um, – he died in 1918, and he was dying from the influenza. And that's when Carlisle, who was treating him as a doctor, turned him into a vampire to Peter save Fashionelli. him. And he was the first one Carlisle, like, had changed. So that was the first one in his That's group. his, like, vampire dad. Yeah. And, um, and then Carlisle is also the one that had changed all the other ones in his group, except for Jasper. Um, creepy, and, creepy yeah. Jasper. And he's the, um, and Edward is the only one that could read minds, but all of them have like other special traits. Mm-hmm. And he specifically tells her about Alice who can see the future, but it's objective. So the future can always change. And then the next day he invites her to his house for dinner and Billy and Jacob. So Billy Black and Jacob Black are now driving up to Edward or sorry. So Edward comes over to the house and invites Bella to dinner. He's like, I want to take you out. He, like, gets this, like, dent out of her car. And then he, all of a sudden he's like, I got to go. <laughs> and but then, he doesn't want to take her out. He wants to take her to meet his family at the house. To his family, yeah. Um, and then he's, he gets this feeling and it's just like, I got to go, complication. And that's when Billy and Jacob pull up in their car because they aren't really supposed to be, like, mingling with each other. Right, right, right. right. Ancient so, treaty. We got it. Yeah, so Billy and Jacob are there. They're just there to have dinner. And Billy, like, throws Jacob under the bus and was just like, he's been asking about you, Bella, a lot. <laughs> and Jacob's like, shut up, Dad. <laughs> and then uh, Billy asks uh, Charlie about the Wayland case, so his friend that had died. And he says that Charlie feels like it wasn't an animal. And Billy's like, yeah, I don't think it was an animal either. But Billy is wink, also wink. aware of who he, he knows exactly who these people are. Um, so they're still just, like, looking on that case. And he's, like, basically looking at Bella being, like, be careful. So now Bella goes to the Collins' house. Um, the this Collins so are making Italian. Rosalie Italiano. is, Italiano. Like, yeah. Because your name is, is like, Bella. <laughs> Rosalie is very upset about all this. She, like, doesn't want this human coming into the house. Um, the when, she, when Bella arrives, they're just like, Bella, we made Italian for you. And she's like, great. And then Edward's just like, she already ate, guys. Dick. And so they're just like, oh, no. And Rosalie's <laughs> super pissed, and she, like, breaks this glass of bowl. She's, like, real <laughs> she upset about it. throws the salad she's tossing yeah. onto the ground. She's so mad. And then Esme, who is the mom of the group, she's just like, no, that was very considerate. We realize, like, we don't eat. That makes sense. Um, so now Rosalie is expressing her concern. She's like, how this could end badly. We could eat you. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they meet Alice and Jasper. Um, and that's, like, super awkward. Jasper's very, like, intense. <laughs> yeah, he is, um, like, constantly overstimulated and startled with giant silver dollar eyes. Um, and Alice is like, I'm going to hug you. We're going to be best friends forever. I love you. And she's, Bella's like, okay, that's fine. And then that's enough time with the family. Um, Edward's like, we should take a walk around the house. I'll show you the house, which means like, I'm going to show you my bedroom. They walk by uh, a wall with like a big framed mounted, like display graduation of graduation crap. caps. And she's like, what's the deal with that? And he's like, oh, like this is, it's kind of funny because we, we only stay in one place as long as we can be the age that we are. And she's like, that's fucking depressing. I hate it. Um, and he's like, okay, well, that's fine. I shared that, I suppose. And then they go into his room. He's like, this is my room. And she's like, it's, you don't have a bed. He's like, I never sleep. She's like, never. He's like, never. And she's like, you're a creep. Look at all the music you have. He's like, yeah, I have a lot of music. And then she's like, well, what's, it's a million CDs 
And then she goes to what I think is a record player and is like, mm-hmm. what are you playing now? And she puts it on, it's Claire de Lune. And he's like, it's Debussy, you know. And <laughs> she knows what it is. Yeah, and she's like, Claire de Lune, cool dude. And he's like, yeah. And then they slow dance and I threw up in my mouth. Um, fun. So now um, he's like, I can do other stuff too. And he just throws her on his back and goes on a tree jumping adventure and calls her a spider monkey. And then they're in a tree and they have a chat for a while. And then they pan to them in... Somewhere, we don't know where. And he's playing a song for her on the piano while she sultrily watches from a couch. No reason for that. Then we go flash to um, her dad, who is chasing the other vampires that killed Waylon through the woods. And the um, girl vampire is barefoot. And he sees a track in the dirt. And he's like, ooh, a human track. And we're like, what the fuck? Then we flash to the diner. She's with her dad again, um, eating dinner. Then we flash back to school. And she walks up. And Mike runs up to her. And he's like, hey, you're dating Edward now. I fucking hate that. Well, nobody asked you, so who the fuck cares? Um... Oh, I guess we're still in the diner. I we're don't know. still in the diner, yeah, yeah. how that happened. So then her dad is like, hey, we found some footprints. He's like talking to a waitress who, who was asking about Waylon's case and like when they're going to solve his murder. Um, and then there are some teens like acting crazy outside and, and Bella's dad is like, hey, you should go hang out with those guys. They're your friends. And she's like, I don't want to hang out with those guys. They're dumb. And he's like, yeah, but you should hang out with other teens. I leave you alone all the time. That's like a really weird existence. She's like, I'm weird and I love being alone. So then she, we cut to her talking to her mom on the phone in her room and then Edward appears in her room out of fucking nowhere and she's like, what the hell? What have you been doing that? He's like, well, I actually come here a lot and I sneak in your window and I watch you while you sleep like a psychopath. And she's like, I'm kind of into it. She's also in her underwear. Mm. And then they make out for a little while. He's like, don't move. Stay very still. I'm going to make out with you. And like, they're probably going to fuck at that point, but then it gets super dramatic and he's like, I can't do it. I can't control myself with you. And she's like, please don't. I, I, I'm i ready. Like, let's fuck now. We all get it. But then they talk instead all night long and he watches her sleep once again like a psychopath. Then the next morning, her, his dad, her Bella's dad is sitting at the table just fucking cleaning his rifle like a nut and she's like hey dad cleaning his rifle it's time for you to meet my new boyfriend and he's like great 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 here's my gun so then he awkwardly meets Edward and Edward is like don't worry I'm gonna take care of Bella we're gonna go play baseball with my family which is so fucking weird because apparently all historical dramas much like ragtime need a baseball scene so then it's time for baseball in a thunderstorm and Edward's like we only play in a thunderstorm there's a reason you'll find out and she's like okay that's fine I have a hat on Everyone's jaunty. Everyone there, all the vampires look amazing in their cute little uniforms and are amazing at baseball. Mm -hmm. And also when they hit the ball, it's so loud and forceful that it sounds like thunder and that's why they have to play in a thunderstorm, which is really cute and I wish the whole movie was just this. So then the sexy bad vampires enter that dad was chasing all over the town and they're like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Um... And they have, like, a momentary confrontation with the Cullens who are like, uh, what's going on? They're like, we're just passing through town. And the Cullens are like, well, we live here. And they're like, okay, sorry, we'll leave. But we want to play baseball. And the Cullens are like, okay, fine, that's that's fucking weird. Um, and then one of the the trio of not-so-good vampires, his name James. is James, figures out that Bella is a human, and he's like, you brought a snack. And then they all hiss at each other. <laughs> Just like fucking what we do in the shadows, and I was real happy. And then the bad guys are all like, we got to bounce, but we're going to eat that human, because apparently James is something called a tracker, and he can tell that Edward was protecting Bella, which is against the vampire rules, so he's going to hunt Bella forever until she's dead, but Edward's like, fuck that, we're going to counter-hunt him, and then we're going to rip him to pieces and burn the pieces to ashes, because that's how you kill a vampire. And he's like, Bella, you have to leave, you can't go home. And she's like oh, fuck, I can't go home because then they'll fuck with my dad and I can't be doing that. So she makes up this story where she's like, I'm going to tell my dad that we broke up. We're going to make a big dramatic scene. So she gets home and her and Edward have a big dramatic scene. She's like, I'm breaking up. And her dad's like, what are you going to do? She's like, I have to leave. As a teenager, I'm going to get in my car and go to the airport. And on the way to the airport, if I get tired, I'll stay at a motel. I'm going to go see my mom in Phoenix. He's like, your mom's not in Phoenix. He's like, that doesn't matter. 
whatever. I'm going to go to Phoenix anyway. She'll find me. Um, and dad's like, no, she's not. And she's like, oh, I got to figure out how to get him out of here. Momentarily, she meets with Edward in her room and Edward's like, do whatever you have to. And she's like, okay, I'm going to be a big dick. So she says some stuff to her dad that was involved in her dad and mom's divorce. Like, oh, I'll just be trapped here like my mom. So fuck you, dude. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I wish I tried harder. And then she runs away and gets in a car. And Edward jumps in the car window while she's driving. And is like, I'm going to drive. All right, well, so that was 30 minutes, so bye, guys. It's all right, we'll finish it. Oh, okay, no, keep ready? going. Okay, so the Collins make a plan. They get back to the Collins' house, and um, they have Rosalie, Emmett, and Edward are going to leave on foot and try to trick James into chasing them. And Rosalie is, like, putting on one of uh, one of um, Bella's jackets for, like, her scent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jasper and... Um, Jasper and Alice take Bella with them in the car, and they're driving to towards Phoenix, I guess. Um, so now James catches on to the trick, though, really, really fast. Super fast. Yeah, really fast. And um, so while all they're all out, they're all getting to where they need to be, Bella and Jasper and Alice have gotten to this hotel, and Edward, Rosalie, and Emmett are out running, and then they all realize that that James ended up changing course, and Alice sees it in her visions that he has changed course. So they're kind of all on the same page without realizing it yet, and Alice sees that they are um, in her vision. She sees that they're going to end up at a what looks like a ballet studio. Like Bella realizes, like, hey, that looks like my ballet studio that I so that I was weird. at when I was a child. It mm-hmm. had like the same archways. And Edward calls her and is just like, he changed his course. She's like, I know. And he's like, I'm gonna come get you, and we're gonna get out of here, and it's all gonna be fine. She's we're like, together forever and be great. So then Bella gets a call on the phone, and it's from her mom's house, and she's like, Mom, why are you home? You shouldn't. You should be in Jacksonville right now. And then she just hears her mom yelling, Bella, Bella. Bella? Mm-hmm. And then James gets on the phone and he's just like, I have your mother and uh, she will die unless you come to this ballet studio alone. alone. So then Bella sneaks out to the studio and she hears her mom's voice again at the studio and it's behind this closet. So she opens up the closet frantically to find that it's just a video, like it's a home dun, video. Dun, dun. And um, from when she was a little girl. It's the and same he just audio clip. It. Bella, yeah. Bella, Bella? Yeah. And then she gets to see like the the rest of it. Um, and then James is there and is just like, I tricked you. <laughs> and he has a camera of his own that he took from the house. And it's just like, I'm going to film everything and show it to Edward. And <laughs> yeah, because I don't know why we're like connected to these people in this mm. movie. In the book, it goes a lot further. Anyway, so she's just like, Edward has nothing to do with this, even though it's like it only has to do with Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she pulls out the mace that her father gave her. But that clearly does nothing because he's a vampire. And then James yep. gets her and pull and throws her against a pillar. And she hits her head and there's a lot of blood on her head and then he breaks her leg and that's when Edward comes in because he's the fastest out of all the vampires so he got down there really fast he's the hottest so he's gonna get there first Mm -hmm. I got it um and so now they're fighting and they get thrown through uh a a window and glass falls down onto Bella's leg and also cuts her and she like rips that out like a maniac and (laughs) then James escapes um from Edward and then goes to bite Bella in the wrist and then Edward attacks him, and then the rest of the Collins had come in at this point. They so descend. Now, yeah, they descend. And now they're all, like, fighting and everything like that. Edward does get James and then is able to pass him off to Jasper and Emmett, who take him off. And Alice is there with Bella, but she's just like, there's so much blood, I'm going to eat you. Oh, and so Carlisle's like, go, help the boys. So then she goes and rips off James's head, and then they start a fire, and now they're burning his body. So James right, right, is, right. like, going to die. Meanwhile, in the vampire world, vampires are basically rattlesnakes, and when they bite you, there's venom that goes into you. Yes, this, isn't that? That's no, that's not always the way. Well, keep going. We'll, okay, we'll talk about it. So afterwards. now venom is coursing through Bella, Bella, and it's like burning her. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and Carlisle is just like, okay, you either need to like let her change over into a vampire or she's going to die or um, or like, I don't know what. That's you, it. You, that's it. And then he's just like, there needs to be other options. And finally they come up with the idea where he can suck the venom out of her. It hasn't, like a rattlesnake. Yeah, it hasn't been sitting in there too long. So he's going to suck it out. And Edward's like, I might not be able to stop. And Carlisle's like, you're just going to have to. And then Meanwhile, Alice, he's right there. He could have just ripped Edward off Bella. But no, yeah. they're like, do it yourself. Yeah, well, no, because he's too strong. Okay. And um, But also, Alice is just like, I've seen the future. Bella's going to become a vampire. And he was just like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Satan. So now he starts, like, aggressively, like, sucking the blood and venom out of Bella. And then Carlisle was just like, you're taking too much. She's dying. And um, and so at this point now, we're like, she might be dead. Now we cut to the next scene, which she's in the hospital laying in her bed. Yep. <laughs> and she looks up and sees her mom. And the first thing she asks is, Where's Edward? And she's just like, she's been sleeping. He hasn't moved at all. He's like one second away. Um, So then her mom tells Bella what happened. You have those notes, right? What she says. Can you read those? Um, Wait, 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 wait. She says that like Edward and... Um, her mom says their mom says that um, Edward and his dad went after Bella when she ran away after their like staged breakup to try and get her to come back to Forks. They went to the hotel that she was staying at by herself as a teenager, and they were like, "Come back!" And she fell down a flight of stairs, through a window, broke her leg, and lost a lot of blood. Okay, that's that sounds real. like some dysfunctional shit, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um, do you want to keep going? Do you want? Um, Bella asks Edward about James. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so going. the mom's just like, "I'm gonna go get your dad and a nurse." And then Edward wakes up and like talks to Bella, and she asks about James, and he's just like, "We killed him, but Victoria, that redhead vampire that was like James's love, had like gotten away." And then Edward tells her that she needs to move to Jacksonville because like they just shouldn't be together. And Bella's just like, she freaks the fuck she, out. Yeah, she gets like, oh, real no, hysterical. No, I can't, we can't, ah! no, I don't know. He backpedals immediately. He's yeah, like, and he no, was that's just fine. like, okay, okay, okay. I'll stay. Like, I'll stay. I won't leave you. And then she's like, okay, cool. And now we jump to prom night. <laughs> yeah, Edward looks like a fucking amazing, beautiful Victorian dandy, and she looks like a pile of shit. I can't believe the prom dress she has on. It's nuts. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I thought it's it was cute. terrible. It's not a prom dress, but it's No, cute. then she puts on her grandmother's cardigan and calls it a night. I can't handle <laughs> yeah. it. Anyway, they go to prom. They walk in. Everyone's like, Bella, you're alive. And then they dance in a gazebo. And she's like, make me a vampire. I want to be with you forever and ever for the rest of my life. And he's like, no, I can't kill you. That would be killing you. And she's like, kill me. And then he goes <laughs> in to like, look like he's going to bite her neck. And she's like, yes, this is going to happen. Fuck yes, it's happening. And then he just kisses her and he's like, psych. And she's like, ah, fuck, I guess I'm going to live. <laughs> and she's dancing on his feet like a little girl dances on their father's feet. And it's real weird daddy imagery. And they're all done. And we pan out and we see vampire Victoria looking really dressed up, but also in her coat that you know is her and she's like walks away like <laughs> yeah, I she saw. was like crying clearly yeah yeah and then that's the end well and so when they get to the prom night um edward goes to park the car and jacob like oh right emerges from the woods and <laughs> he just yeah. comes out of the woods like yeah. hey bella hey. my dad gave me 20 dollars to talk to you yeah and he just said that his dad said like we'll be watching you and she was like okay cool jacob she's like, bye. Give me your dad's 20 dollars <laughs> yeah. and then she put on her grandmother's cardigan and called it a night that was it, yeah. And that's Twilight. Oh, man. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a little sick this week, so my Aww. brain is like... It was slow. 35, 36-minute Twilight. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Man. Ooh. I could talk about that movie all day, though. I had a time. First of all, normally vampires, if they bite you, the bite just kills you. The way they turn you into another vampire is by feeding you their blood. You don't get oh, that's venom right. in it's you. The venom. That's They're right. not... Rattlesnakes. Well, so, okay, that's true. So on, um, 
Because like, you can survive a vampire attack if they just walk away. You're not going to immediately be sick unless you ingest their blood. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you can because they could they could feed on zombies you little by bite little. you and turn you into something else. Not right. vampires. Yeah, They're I crossing their movie monsters. I think that's what she did. I remember feeling that way. That's right. Yeah, I remember being really angry about that. With yeah, her. you should be. It's it, that's like any kind of vampire historian, if that's a thing, is going to be mad because that's traditionally not how they work whatsoever. And there's obviously there are always some differences. Like some vampires can live out in the daylight. Right, some, which they clearly can. can. They yeah. don't turn to stone. They just, unless stone, the stone they turn into is very glittery. Yes. They turn um, into like crystals. Yeah. And sometimes, obviously, they just wouldn't like the daylight because they're dead and they're just I like, like that he was like, don't look at me. I'm a monster. I know. And, he's just and then like he's beautiful. Get he the just fuck looks like he's here. wearing like glitter body oil. That's it. He looks yeah. like he worked at a nightclub the night mm-hmm. before. He was dancing in a cage. Yeah. We can't. We 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 would all pay to see him dance in a cage. It's For fine. sure, it's fine. The only thing that's that like he is the movie's redeeming factor. Yeah, so, that movie got by on how good looking yeah. Robert Pattinson is. Now, what's like weird to me in this in this whole movie is that they don't they skip over so much from the book, which is fine. That happens. I understand. So, guys, that. mind you, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Leslie yeah. was like filling me in as we were watching it, but I don't. And sometimes I felt like I was filling her in just to catch up because by the time you get to the end of the movie, you know some things, and then you would, if you rewatch the movie, then you'd be like super cued into stuff. So it felt like pertinent to like mention yeah, some no, things. No, absolutely. But at the same time, I was like, you get to the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh wait, no, you still don't know some of these things, even though you yeah. did know them in the book. I like, gotta you tell knew- you, I understand why someone was so frustrated they wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my gosh. And that's only the first movie. Like, <laughs> oh no. You have to go through so many more before you ever see a sex scene. And at least the movie gives you a sex scene. The book doesn't. No, they, well, they get a young through- adult thing. I just don't think she knew how to write it. I also think she wrote the entire book as though it was a fantasy happening. I was telling Leslie this in the middle, happening to her personally. Like, we all have had daydreams where you're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this happened to me? I think Twilight was that for the woman who wrote it. And then she forgot she had to flesh out the Bella character because she was just seeing things through her eyes. Yeah. She's like, oh, shit. She's so one dimensional because I only thought of everyone else and how it affected her. Yeah. I wanted to be rescued or whatever. Because everybody has rescue, not everybody, but a lot of people have rescue fantasies. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'll just write this really cool fantasy, but I'll forget the person who is like the target needs to actually be interesting yeah. to people who are watching it. I know, because Bella was never, I never enjoyed Bella as a character. And I, we had to listen, the The entire book and the movie is like in her point of view. Yeah. And it's just frustrating because you're like, I don't even like you. I said to you early on too that like I felt... When she rolled up at school in Forks and everyone's like, you're Bella Swan, you're Bella Swan, Bella Swan, you're Bella Swan. I wish that they knew that because they were like, you were locked away in an asylum for years or you killed your whole family. I wanted her to have this nuts backstory and that's why they knew who she was. Right, like that she was like an orphan coming to live with her uncle or something. Yeah, or because of ridiculous circumstances. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to have a much more interesting, rich backstory mm-hmm. and then be weird, like be antisocial and weird because she had problems. No, and she has zero problems. No, she doesn't. She's just like, <laughs> even her parents pretty much get along well now. I really thought she was going to have a tragic I just don't thing. think that they, I don't know. I could say a lot about the writing of this. I'm but anyway. gonna. I get why if I were 14, this would be so appealing. Or like 20. 20. I get also, <laughs> that's, they're the same basically. Yeah. I, I get why if I was younger and this like, 
awesome fantasy existed, I would be invested in it. It's at the end of the day, it's a it's a romance right. that sure. that is sprinkled with some vampire in it. That not, makes it feel a little racy because well then it allows but, you know, but then it allows you it allows the story to have these obsessive behaviors because it's a vampire. Right. Okay. And that's why. It's like and a so device. I got it's it. It's just a device. Because otherwise, the, it wouldn't be a healthy relationship. Oh, but it's not. You're just reminding <laughs> that you're like, it's a fucking vampire. And yeah, like this is this is like what true lust is. You're just obsessed those like couple weeks. Sure. It's the honeymoon phase of a relationship, which is yeah. the best part always. It's yeah. not It's not sustainable. Mm-mm. No, but at the end of the day, again, like I, like this should never be a love story that should be like, looked at for your own self oh, it, no. because it's a vamp it's just a vampire it's a vampire yeah. love story it's like mythical mm-hmm. you know it's a, like it's just romanticized so like it's never supposed to be real life well, like you said to me when we first started watching it you were like haven't you ever been like so obsessed with someone that you just like you like can't your heart can't beat without them you're just like oh mm-hmm. yeah i have it doesn't end well <laughs> but see but that's not true because that's how I felt with John and we're fine but it's like it's I think that there's there's like that you have that feeling and then it's when it lasts too long sometimes yeah I guess that's it I mean that like desperate it's feeling. when yeah when you get when the desperateness where it's like if they walk away from you you are so insecure in your relationship that you just are like there's a hole in you that you have to fill to, b- until they walk back to you. You're like, mm-hmm. no, you can't even be far away from me at all, ever, or I'll die. Right. Like, that's not good. Or, or <laughs> you can feel that way, but, like, to say it is, like, another thing. That's next level. That's yeah. really, that's, like, really where it comes in, where you're like, mm, you probably shouldn't have said that because now I feel like I need to put you on suicide watch. Mm, yeah, that was a lot of this movie. Yeah. But she's he's a vampire. It works. And he's, like, super hot. It's great. Yeah, that was. But yeah, and Robert Pattinson had some music in there, so <laughs> I thought that was. Like I love that you knew so that trivia. Funny. That was so yeah, good. I remember. I forgot about it, and then I remember being like, "Oh yeah, that's he has he has a song during the the restaurant scene that and he then, sang and wrote, and then he has another song during the um, scene at the ballet studio that was like his other song." He didn't want them in, but they, like, the whole cast was like, it's in there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, like, found it on his computer. If I were him, I would have been like, this is so self-indulgent. I hate it so yeah, much, so, so I get mad. that. But he was like, all right, I guess it works. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, that's but, fine. Yeah. So uh, that's, that was Twilight. Oh, that was Twilight. And, and your monologue, which was awesome. Thank you, Fiends. And next week we will be um, covering, we'll be giving you guys an update on all things COVID vaccination. So we're going to have our friends that are doctors back on, and we're going to interview them again. We're going to get you guys all up to speed on where we are in precautions, where we are in vaccination. Just We just wanted to get back in there because I feel like things are changing again. And a lot of us, myself included, at times are scared again and, mm-hmm. and uncertain. So we're going we're gonna to try and be as helpful as we can and provide as much information to you as we possibly can. If you have any questions that you would like to ask a doctor, please make sure you send them to us via direct message or on our Facebook board. Any way that you can talk to us, you can send us a question and we will be sure to ask it to our doctors in their interviews. Uh, And that'll be next week. So stay tuned for that. I think that's going to be important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, And then we'll be back to some... True crime madness. Great. Yes. Uh, and and if we were obsessively in love with a vampire, 
we would be dead. Maybe gladly. Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Would Be Dead Pod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more. We like a little bit of a Twilight slut, maybe? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Proud Twilight slut. <laughs>